0: because it's cool it's a good test and it helps me shut a lot of people up around here who complain when i say anything good about app which annoys me um <laughs>
1: you were you were on that you were definitely on that.
0: well i just i hate and it's it happens here too when when either one of the teams is on a nice run like if state gets ranked or if carolina wins the coastal or if duke wins it it just becomes this thing of like let's tear down everything they haven't actually done anything we actually have it way tougher than they do blah 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 and i'm just like can we just enjoy something please like doesn't have to be this complicated. We, we have so little to enjoy around here in the way of good football. Like, can you just let us have this? It's fine. <laughs>
1: Excellent life advice.
0: Welcome to an ACC podcast. I'm Lauren Brownlow. Uh, This week, I'm super excited to have somebody I've wanted to have on for a while. Uh, Joe Gillio covers NC State for the Raleigh News and Observer. And NC State has a pretty big game tonight. We are all locally counting on NC State doing its part to give us the Bowl Bowl, uh, which would be Carolina and NC State ending the season with something to play for for both of them. Um, Joe, first of all, thanks for joining me. And also, um, how likely do you think it is that we actually get a bowl bowl next week. I think
1: if NC State was playing someone besides Georgia Tech, very unlikely. But uh, since it is Georgia Tech, I, I actually think they're going to win tonight.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of there with you, I, but I also okay. Like, how does this fit in when y- you are a, <laughs> a known aficionado of the law of the wolf, known to some um, as NC State shit, which I can say on here. Um, <laughs> how does how does like tonight fit in? to that lens like is the law of the wolf applicable in this game in any way
1: I'm not sure because the last four games well the three games really the Boston College Wake and Clemson were just such a disaster that I think you could throw all of the rules out the window Um, I thought they played better last week Um, you know like like I said I thought I think if it was someone besides Georgia Tech I just have a vision of being completely inept and you know me one of my theories is everybody plays a Super Bowl. They already played their Super Bowl. So and then
0: against Virginia? No
1: well, they fought in that game, but they they beat Miami. So that was their Super Bowl. Oh, true. Um, and then they have Georgia next week. So you figure if they're interested in fighting one more time this season, it's probably next week. I'm not saying they'll win next week. I'm just saying if they're gonna fight again, it's probably against Georgia. Yeah,
0: I mean, two weeks ago I was way more worried about this game for state because it seemed like you know, Georgia Tech had put together something resembling a passing game. I've, I've said on here a couple of times, uh, Caroline Darney, who you also know, was texting me in a panic. She's like, you said Georgia Tech couldn't pass. And I'm like, well, against anyone else, they can't. Um, I, I didn't know if you thought maybe some of State's concerns in the defensive backfield could maybe creep up to bite them. I mean, I don't know. That's about all I can come up with to give Georgia Tech much of a chance in this game.
1: Well, the problem for NC State is they just keep turning the ball over. And I mean, in bad ways, just, I mean, the kickoff fumble at Wake Forest. Yeah, the guy made a nice play for Wake Forest. But I think for the most part, their turnovers have just been heinous and avoidable. And I think if you're NC State, you just tie your shoes tonight. You hang on to the ball. You know, I, I feel bad <laughs> on my uh, video preview. I was like, don't let Keon Lassane anywhere near the ball because he just seems to be dropping it like kryptonite, you know? Oh no. Uh, And I think the kid will probably be pretty good in time, but it's just a, it just seems like every time he touches it, it's on the ground. Um, and and same with Devin Leary, you know, I mean, he's got to take better care of the ball. I think we're seeing why Matt McKay started the season as the quarterback. Uh, and,
0: Okay, I'm I'm glad you're in this camp with me because this is what I've been screaming to anyone who will listen to me from like state fans that were mad about this all year. Like, yes, I think we can absolutely see that. He did not turn the football over.
1: Yeah, and Lauren, I actually think Matt could play some tonight. Ooh, um, This actually feels like a little bit of a um, rock fight, you know? And if you're going to be in a rock fight and you know that and you're Dave Doran, then you might default to your... Your your first answer, right? And say, if Matt's not going to turn it over, that's better than Devin dropping back and just phantomly dropping the ball. Uh, Yes, Devin is a more talented passer than Matt, no doubt about that. But, you know, that talent only takes you so far if you can't do the, the basics,
0: Right. And especially now that there's something at stake for them, you know, like the bowl berth is potentially on the line. Like you can't afford to mess around and like play for the future or whatever you want to call it. Like you have to get the guy in there. that's going to win you the game um, or at least take care of the ball. Um, are you excited to see all of the references to ATL tonight that I'm guessing will be like present in the stadium with Jeff Collins being super excited about that?
1: I, I, Lauren, I think the last time I covered a football game here I think you were here. I think it was '09 Carolina. Oh yeah, or 10 Carolina. Either one. Yes. I can't remember which year it was, but I think it was nine. And
0: Atlanta is like Carolina's uh, Wake Forest, like for NC State. Yes. So, <laughs> except this year because Georgia Tech is just that bad. But yeah, like that's that's funny. That might be the last time. But yeah, certainly there were. Uh, Paul Johnson was nowhere near as excited about um, the ATL and all all that goes with it. So. Um, that's been something we've sort of talked about on this podcast all season is like Jeff Collins being a little bit, I think the kids would call it extra when it comes to that <laughs> like just, I mean You gotta
1: sell something though. Totally I mean, what do you have to sell? I mean I don't blame Totally.
0: You. No, I, I get it but yeah, I mean you can't get much worse than what they did last week against Virginia Tech um which was just heinous. You mentioned heinous already with turnovers. That was pretty heinous. So um, they'll probably be better. But yeah, like you said, State just has to take care of it. And like, okay, can you remember covering a team that only had five turnovers by its opponents at this point no. in the year?
1: And none and none in <laughs> ACC games. Not one.
0: That's wild. It's wild.
1: They've had a couple of interceptions where they've just pretty much dropped. them, Including last week, yeah. Drake Thomas and- had one in his hands that I thought was going to end that. Dubious streak, but you know, you don't, if you don't get pressure on the quarterback, if you can't stop the run, you know, I mean, <laughs> it all kind of adds up on you.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I, I still maintain that if they don't get a turnover in this game, they're gonna turn Carolina over like ten times or something crazy like that, just because like the law of averages would just dictate that.
1: Um, no, I think the law that would kick in is if State lost to Georgia Tech and had absolutely nothing <laughs> to play for next week. That's when you get the most when you expect the least for sure but I that's the law of the wolf, yes yeah. but I'm not sure if they're both five and five I just imagine Sam Howell throws for 600 yards and and Carolina wins I mean I just don't think state's not in a position where they can trade paint with anybody I think the 20 points against Louisville last week is is a max right I mean they had 24 at Boston College but Um, Boston
0: College is horrible defensively, too. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of bad defensive teams in the ACC. And And a lot of bad
0: offensive ones. And (laughs) NC
1: State hasn't scored 28 points in a league game all year. So, should tell you something.
0: Yeah. And they can beat Georgia Tech not scoring that many, but Carolina, you're right, that's a different... That's a different beast altogether. Uh, They just have to keep... If they keep Carolina in the... I don't know why I'm already previewing this game. If they keep Carolina in the red zone, like Carolina's been terrible there lately. So I guess that's their best hope. But yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, not much else to say about this game tonight. Uh, State should probably win. But, you know, they might find a way to make it interesting as they did even against Syracuse that was playing terrible at the time, too. So... Um, That gets us into the Saturday games, though. Oh, the Fighting Hugh freezes at Virginia. Is he still... He's coaching on the sidelines now? I
1: believe he's out of his hospital I guess. Yes. What a strange...
0: (laughs) Well, didn't he, like, move to a... he, He, like, moved to a chair or something, like, on the sideline, didn't he? Like, some weird ergonomic like I don't know, but I think he's actually like coaching on the actual sidelines now. So I'm I'm slightly disappointed um, that that's the case. But it is what it is. The less <laughs> I think about liberty, yeah, the more
1: I better off I am. So <laughs> you, you've got me beat on that one.
0: Well, it was really just more the whole like Hugh Free spectacle of it all, which I just found to be preposterous. Um but yeah, Virginia pretty banged up defensively. Uh I think I think the last I saw they were down six defensive backs. Uh, for the rest of the year and that's part of why Georgia Tech did what it did but I don't know that Liberty's going to put up much of a fight in this one so I don't know there's really not a whole lot to say there they're just sort of dreading next week already in Virginia land um, when Virginia Tech but what else to does town.
1: Virginia need I mean they have a national championship in basketball they have arguably they're in the best position going forward in basketball with their coach uh, with Tony Bennett and his age, um, and they have all these other non-revenue right. sports that win. It's like, for a very long time, the only thing that kept Virginia humble was their crappy football program. And, and Bronco all had to go and ruin that. So it's like, you know, so what if they lose to Virginia Tech for the 78th year in a row? It, it's good to keep you grounded a little bit.
0: Virginia fans actually let me know that they they used to play that game on actual Thanksgiving, which like I can just imagine would just ruin so many people's Thanksgiving. If you're a diehard Virginia fan,
1: well, yeah, I mean, and it, it, there's a lot of NC State, UNC in the Virginia, Virginia Tech dynamic. Uh, you know, the, the you have the elitist school and the state school, and the the one school that fancies itself a basketball school, which it obviously is now, and the other one that fancies itself a football school. So, um, for the dominance, though that that's happened in that series, it is kind of unusual if you think about it. It's a, it's like a, a Georgia Georgia Tech on steroids.
0: Yeah, like after last year I actually think about it a lot because the way that game played out just sort of led me to believe that there's no possible way in the universe that Virginia can win that game.
1: Yeah, last last year was definitely the year. They had I feel like Virginia's like two or three skill players short of being the team that we all kind of wanted them to be this year in terms of hey, wouldn't it be awesome yeah. if the seven we had the coastal cycle and that the seventh team seventh different team in seven years won that thing I mean uh, I think we all kind of wanted that on the, on the media side um, but you know the, I don't the running backs aren't great they have a couple good receivers but nothing really great uh, and Bryce Perkins I think is fine you know I think he's I think he's had about the year people expected. Uh, but he's you know, he's still kind of a limited passer. Yeah,
0: I mean I think his receivers have actually been low key pretty pretty good um and helped him out and made some nice plays for him, but like he he's got two of those that are really good and then the running game, like you said, hasn't helped. So he's had to sort of be that. And, you know, now that their defense is banged up, it just that's where I look at it and go, Oof, I just don't know how they're gonna hold up against Virginia Tech's offense, which is like suddenly red hot. So um oh, I have to ask you this because Caroline Darney who I know you know, she posts the podcast and she said she, she, she wanted me to ask you about Kihei Clark.
1: <laughs> Do you have a whole other podcast for this? Because it might be required. Like, Cranky Joe while he's watching a game just makes observations. You know this. And, and I filter, mo- I usually make them in real life on press row. And in this particular instance, I knew nothing about the kit. And it turns out I was right. Because he was only recruited by Cal Davis. That was the only other school that had offered him. Wow. Correct?
0: That sounds right. I mean,
1: so this kid played in front of everybody, and not the only ACC coach who said, you know what, he's an ACC player was Tony Bennett. And credit to Tony Bennett. Um, You know what's funny, though? I said the same thing about Marcus Page when I saw him the first time at PNC. Remember (laughs) that game against State, the the ghost red uniforms for State? Now, and important. Uh, side note here is just because you're not very good your freshman year, that doesn't mean you're not going to get any better. A- and I'm actually happy for the kid in the role that he obviously played last year in their national title. Um, but also this year, you know, he's he's making the kind of progress you'd love to see out of a four-year player. So good for him. Cranky Joe, bad for Cranky Joe for pointing out the obvious on a, <laughs> what was it, a Tuesday or a Sunday? I can't remember. Um
0: Yeah, it's something like, to be fair, I, I pointed out to Caroline and others that I know that are Virginia fans exactly what you just said, that like just sometimes you just make observations like that and then. You know, also Caroline's had to fight against plenty in Virginia's own fan base that kind of felt the same way. And she's very she's very much feeling uh, validated right now, even even within her own fan base, like the people that were complaining about Kihei getting playing time and things like that. So she's just taking a little bit of a victory lap. And that's cool. Like she shouldn't savor it. Enjoy it. You know, we all we all love being right. Yeah, we all love being right. (laughs) I am. Um, all right. That gets us to Boston College, Notre Dame, 2.30, NBC. Uh, oh, boy. Um, I, I, I've been underwhelmed by Notre Dame, but they impressed me a lot last week. I mean, to beat Navy like that, I was pretty surprised. I didn't expect that. I thought it would be another one of those Navy type of games. It really wasn't. And they kind of dominated. Um, so maybe they're not as meh as I kind of have thought they were. Um, Maybe after they got steamrolled by Michigan, Boston College. I mean, we all know Boston College has got a walk-on a quarterback. They've got a really good running game, but their defense is terrible. Um, I, I don't. I don't know that I really see a path here for Boston College to push Notre Dame very much. I feel
1: like Brian Kelly is a angrier, better version of Dave Doran. When, when you mention the um, Navy result, when Dave Doran plays a team where he has better talent, he wins like ninety-eight percent of the time, particularly when. East Carolina is not the opponent. And I feel like it's probably the same for Notre Dame. Like when they punch up, you know, below their weight class, they just, they, they take care of teams. Their problems become when they try to play the elite teams. Um, obviously Boston College is not an elite team. And I have a little skewed version of Boston College because I saw the best version of Boston College up in Chestnut Hill when they beat NC State 45-24. And I think both of their running backs are still running as we speak. Against the Wolfpack defense Um, But I think this is If you're Boston College You're you're pouring it out for this game Um, You had a week off You're coming off a disappointing loss To Florida State on your home field And and you probably feel like you should In a game you feel like you should have won And Notre Dame's just kind of What does Notre Dame have to play for? Um, That's probably a separate podcast About Notre Dame And when they're ever going to join the ACC Or will they ever join the ACC But it's like this is the time of the year when you want to play Notre Dame, when they're out of the playoff picture. They only have like this tangential, hey, you know, we could play Memphis in the Cotton Bowl if we went out, like big deal. You know, <laughs> whereas Boston College is going into this game going, okay, this is it for us. This is our Super Bowl. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Boston College covered that number. I think it was 19 or 18 the last time I saw it.
0: Yeah, it looks like 19 on ESPN. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point.
1: If you could, if you could swear, I could, I can mention the number, right? <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, we talk, we talk about that stuff, actually, like, because there have oh, been good. some like over-unders and lines that I just look at and I'm like, what? But th- that one seems about right. And yeah, I could see them covering that. They got to I don't, I, do you, you don't think they fire Dazio if they don't get to a bowl, right? Or do they?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I, I would think there's more of a danger. I'm not trying to tell any school to be happy with what you have, but you also have to be realistic about what, Get um, to replace it, and I think when you're Boston College and, and you you're kind of in this seven win rut, which I'm sure they would gladly take this year. Um, you know, you got you, Boston College, like NC State, like Wake Forest, like every school in the ACC, not named Miami and Clemson. You know, you're they had a senior heavy team last year. They had a bunch of pros on that team last year, and.
0: Yeah, they lost a lot. You can't expect
1: those schools to just run hot forever. And I get it. Boston College wanted to run hotter last year than 75 and probably should have. Yeah,
0: they should have. But, you know,
1: it's not unrealistic to think, hey, guys, there's a refractory period here. You have to be able to get back in the right mood to put your program in the best place.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it shouldn't be a huge shock that their defense is is what it is at this point. I don't know why Steve Adazio would want to take the Rutgers job. I don't know why almost anybody would, but I mean, who the heck knows? <laughs> Ugh, God, that's a job I would never want to touch with a 10-foot pole. But I mean, if he sees like that he's sort of capped out at Boston College, maybe, maybe, I guess? I don't know.
1: Coaches know how to stay <laughs> one step ahead of the jailer, and, and he would have a better idea of what his relationship is like is like with his ad i'm not saying he's going to take the rutgers job. you know you saw we saw this with tom o'brien yeah. when he left boston college it was kind of like okay you know uh, here's a here's an opportunity obviously nc state's a better job than rutgers but um you know, who, who knows what what people like and what
0: all like. i know about their ad is that he watches uh joe and i's panic rooms on uh wralsportsfan.com because he told me that at acc kickoff and i was like oh my god i uh should probably be more careful what I say on these things if ADs are watching them. <laughs> um, 330, Mercer, North Carolina, that's a Fox Sports Souther, even though ESPN always listed it as ACC Network Extra, which is something that like, I know a lot of people have trouble getting, including myself half the time. Um, sometimes you play an FCS team that's kind of frisky and you go, ooh, uh, that could be problematic. Mercer um, is not that team. Like they are, I think, what were they in uh, Bill Connolly's S P Plus FCS rankings? They were like in the 70s. So like that's, they're not very good at all. They can score, but their defense is like one of the worst in FCS. So I, I just, I've already chalked it up as a formality that North Carolina is going to hold up its end of the bowl bowl uh, this weekend.
1: Well, I think congratulations to North Carolina. It's November 21st. And this is the first uninteresting game they're actually going to play this season. I mean, that's spectacular, particularly when you contrast that with NC State, who hasn't played an interesting game yet. You know, they played an interesting half at West Virginia. But, you know, for the most part, there's there's been a real dichotomy between the two programs. And uh, hopefully that means there will be an interesting game in Raleigh.
0: Well, I I guess I wanted to ask you about this, though, because I know some state fans have have expressed some consternation at at their schedule and and that, you know, they don't have the kind. But like if you look at Carolina's schedule versus NC State's, NC State's is designed to get to a bowl game. And they're you know, that seems certainly a very doable thing for them at this point, whereas Carolina's was always going to be an uphill battle, even if they were Good, I mean, what? Which one would you rather have? Right? Like, don't you kind of need to get to a bowl if you're, you know, one of these other types of ACC programs that just that you kind of need that? Right? I feel
1: like with state though, the issue is it's every year. But with, I think you have to give like twenty percent of that credit to the schedule. You know, those early games in particular. It's like, okay, yeah, that, that's a bear of a start for them. But those were all fascinating games. South Carolina. Wake Forest, like I've been waiting, you know, since the league expanded, I've been waiting for Duke and NC State to play a non-conference game and they can't figure it out. Um, So I just, I love the way that the schedule was set up for them. And, you know, actually their problems weren't that gauntlet that they started the season with. It's been this, they've lost three of four. The Virginia Tech game, they absolutely should have won. Uh, Virginia, Perkins played his best game of the year against them. And then Pittsburgh, you know, another overtime game. Pittsburgh without their best player. Like your defense, your defense yeah. has to be better than that. Like you can't let Pittsburgh max out on you that way. I mean, particularly without, you know, for f- 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 French. You know, you you, you you just can't do that. I mean, um, so to me, I, I expected them after they lost to Clemson. I expected them. What did they have? One, two, three, four, five, seven games. I expected them to go no worse than five and two in those games. And they probably would have run the table if they made a kick at Virginia Tech. And I said it at the time. I remember watching that game going. If Carolina wins this game, I bet you they win out. And I bet you Virginia Tech just folds up shop and closes down the factory for the year. And obviously obviously it went the other way. Carolina's lost two or three since, and Virginia Tech is is hotter. Yeah,
0: no, you're right. Um, that gets us to three thirty. ESPN to Pitt at Virginia Tech, big one in the coastal. Um, if this were at Pitt, I might be a little bit more intrigued because Pitt's defense is good. Um, but like you said, their offense just um isn't. It's just, <laughs> I don't know why they played the way they did against North Carolina, um, partially North Carolina's defense, like you said, but also they were a little bit more competent than we're, than we're used to seeing from Pitt's offense. Um, and yeah, I mean, for, like you said, Virginia Red Hot. I mean, oop, there goes my email. Ever since they switched to Hinden Hooker, especially like that's that's just been one of those in hindsight moves of like why didn't you do that earlier? Although we've had Norm Wood on here before to talk about why they didn't make that switch earlier and actually made some sense because I, I was like, look, I've defended Dave Doran all year for sticking with Matt McKay as long as he did. I want to get perspective on why they didn't try Hendon Hooker earlier. And And what, his explanations made some sense. He had like never thrown a pass. He hadn't thrown many passes in high school and, and they weren't sure of him as a passer, but he seems to be more than capable as a passer. It's an intriguing matchup in that way though, because this is probably probably the best defense they've faced since they've made that switch. Notre Dame right up there as well, right?
1: Yeah. And Virginia Tech, like I said, I, I was expecting them after that Duke game because it seemed like there was some real discord there amongst the players and the coaching staff, you know, all the problems last year. It just seemed like it wasn't going to be fixed by Justin Fuente. So credit to him. I don't know if it was as simple as a quarterback change or if it was you know, the total and complete embarrassment of that performance against Duke that finally got everybody's attention. Uh, but it's a credit to him that, that he's been able to turn that thing around without really you know, a, a magic formula, if you will. I, I think he's a really good coach, and I do wonder if he might not jump to a different job um, with, with his services,
0: maybe. If they, if they have, like, a yeah. really good... Yeah. If they have a... I mean, to me, they're the only team in the Coastal, besides probably Miami, that I would think could really push Clemson even a little bit. And that's, you know, it's all relative, right? I still think Clemson will crush whoever it is. But um, they're the only team, I think, that would give Clemson a whole lot of trouble. Um, well, not even a whole lot of trouble, just like any mm-hmm. semblance of trouble Clemson whatsoever. Clemson's
1: in murder ball mode now. <laughs> um, You know, Carolina is the one who had the chance and a a heck of a chance at that. And uh, ever since then, it's just been like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, we're not screwing around anymore. Um, People always misremember 2016 about Kyle Bambard's missed kick. Clemson lost a game after that. Um, So they did not get red hot after that. Uh, And usually it was a mulligan here and there that would spark Clemson. And obviously, that Carolina performance. which you know probably should give Jay Bateman a lot of credit for. He did the same thing to Oklahoma last year when he was at West Point. So uh, yeah, but no, I do not expect. I I fully expect Clemson, and I, maybe we're they're off this week, so maybe we could talk about them for two seconds here. Uh, I fully expect them to pound South Carolina into oblivion, and then um, do the same in the ACC championship game just to secure that third seed. I really don't think the committee wants to put Clemson and LSU or the SEC winner together in the opening round. I think they would like to split those two teams up. So I don't think they want to give the committee any reason to drop them out of that three spot.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's I don't see them getting above that at this point. I think they're probably fine with that. Honestly, they'd probably rather play that two, three game. Um, I don't see how they drop either. So that's probably a pretty comfortable spot for them. And I will be pretty surprised if we don't see them in the title game yet again. Um <laughs> But, yeah, Ohio State's probably the likeliest to, uh, to beat them, I think. But we'll see. The Big Ten offenses are... Oh, you, you and I are on this train together. The Big Ten offenses are just so bad. Like, Ohio State's very good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, they have multiple offenses that are, like, statistically worse than Dukes, right? I mean, eh, so I'm, I'm not saying their defense isn't impressive. It is. But, like, you're also going up against offenses that um, are limited, Um, at least to this point, right? It's a generalization,
1: but the Big Ten does not have great skill players. And obviously, Ohio State is the exception there, and which is why I screamed off the top of my lungs during the draft last year. You're certainly welcome to think Daniel Jones isn't very good, but Dwayne Haskins played with like eight other pros on offense against a bunch of slow, terrible skill players on defense (laughs) in the Big Ten, so your, your view of his 51 touchdowns is skewed while Daniel Jones was, like, throwing a me, you, a mop, and Keon Lesane. Like, they you know, he was playing with nobody. So, you know, it's hard. It was hard for me to look at it and go, wow, look how great. And I feel like Ohio State's the same way this year. They're probably better on defense, and they're, quite honestly, probably better off without Urban Meyer and his not sideshow nonsense. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's just an example of that they just – beat up their superior skill is just um, a, a gigantic margin. Whereas I think you could at least argue in the ACC, there are better skill players and that match up and give a little bit more resistance to Clemson's juggernaut.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, that gets us to Syracuse at Louisville. Um, not sure that that Syracuse Duke game was super weird because like the statistics don't necessarily give away the final margin. Um, Duke's just kind of that bad at this point, it seems like. But 49 to 6 was not what I was expecting at all. I was expecting that to be like a 0 0 tie candidate type of game. Um, and it was not. I still think Louisville probably wins this one relatively easily, especially based on how explosive they are. And, and you know, State got a taste of that uh, with Tutu Atwell and, and some of the big plays they can make there. It's hard to imagine Syracuse's defense having anything. Um, in the way of, like, slowing that down in any meaningful way, right? But Louisville's defense has issues of its own, too. Yeah, and I, I
1: think, and I enjoy repeating myself, and I enjoy my my theories and my rules, but everybody plays the Super Bowl, and Syracuse played theirs last Interesting. year. Um, Interesting. I think Louisville, yeah, I think Louisville's going to pants them this week. I think Louisville is a pretty focused team. Uh, they've done a remarkable job. When you consider the players on that team quit last year, and it's not like he cleared house and bought in like. 30 new guys. Um, It's the same group.
0: He just gave a crap about them, which, you know, was a change.
1: You know, I was really impressed with the adjustments he made last week against NC State. Uh, I've been really impressed with the way he's been able to keep that team's focus um, through some, you know, not some great stretches for them. And obviously the Wake Forest, they beat Wake Forest at full strength, which was a great feather in their cap. Uh, But yeah, I think Syracuse, you know, their, their offensive line, is about as bad as I've ever Oof. seen in the ACC, and that includes that Wake team that averaged like negative four yards per rush. Uh, what was it, Clawson's second year, first year? Yeah,
0: twenty fourteen, I believe. Yeah, that was the zero yeah. zero. I mean, yeah. their
1: offensive line is just so bad. Uh, credit to Louisville um, and Scott Satterfield and, and our guy Dwayne Ledford. Uh, just, I just think they've done a just a really good job of getting that. Program back on track and it'll be interesting to see, you know, the big knock on Satterfield as well. Can he recruit? Well, we're going to find out because he's a... Yeah,
0: he really is. I loved the fake field goal call as well because to me, like in that spot, it would have been easy to quote unquote take the points looking at you, Pat Narduzzi, but you know, he didn't do that. And I, I think that that kind of stuff shows like belief in his team and, and, you know, belief that they can pull that play off. And that's something you really like to see. I think at least I do. I love to see coaches call With plays like eighth, that. the
1: eighth string um, kicker, don't forget. That's not even his regular. Like, did you yeah. take that at all as a slight on Dave? Like I kind of took that as a, oh, okay. You didn't want to play me when I was at app. That's how I kind of took that one.
0: Yeah, I guess kind of, but.
1: Um, You're saying it was more yeah, tactical I don't know. than it, it,
0: that. Well, I think that they, I think he felt like with his defense being what it was that they needed to sort of put the final nail in things, so to speak. And I guess maybe he thought that doing it that way would have been a better idea than, than going for it traditionally. Um, But yeah, that was sort of my call on that, but maybe, I mean, I know he didn't like that they didn't play him an app and um, look to play app is, is asking for, (laughs) is asking for trouble as we know, but I still like it when the locals do that. Um, because it's cool. It's a good test. And it helps me shut a lot of people up around here who complain when I say anything good about App, which annoys me. Um,
1: <laughs> you were you were on that. You were definitely on well,
0: that. Well, I just... I hate... And it's it happens here, too, when, when either one of the teams is on a nice run. Like, if State gets ranked, or if Carolina wins the Coastal, or if Duke wins it, it just becomes this thing of, like, let's tear down everything. They haven't actually done anything. We actually have it way tougher than they do. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, can we just enjoy something, please? Like... Doesn't have to be this complicated. We we have so little to enjoy around here in the way of good football. Like, can you just let us have this? It's fine. <laughs> Excellent life advice. Um, oh God! I mean, look, you, you we're, we've been looking forward to the bowl bowl now for like three weeks because we've had no other meaningful football to be played around here. So
1: it really um, has been a blah season, even by Triangle football standards. If if not for Carolina's interesting every. Game is an overtime. Every game includes a twenty-point comeback in the fourth quarter. You know, because Duke, man, that, that that result was shocking last week. The way that they played against Syracuse, I, I was really kind of taken aback by what happened to them. Well,
0: we'll skip one ahead and go to them too because uh, Duke's sitting at four and six, going to Wake. That's the ACC Network seven thirty game. <laughs> because sure, um, <laughs> and Wake's a little banged up, I know, but. I don't know, man. Like, it's like you said, I didn't expect Duke to play like that. Their defense has kept them in games all year, but you know, you're asking a lot of that unit to just keep making up for their offense being unable to do almost literally anything. Wake's defense is one of the worst they've seen in a while. Um, statistically speaking, but like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how we can trust that Duke offense to do almost literally anything at this point.
1: Yeah, I was trying to find Georgia tech in the, the total offense yesterday and they're at number 125. And then I, I was surprised to see Duke at, at 110. And again, these coastal teams, I don't see a lot of, particularly when they're not on state schedule that year. I, I had no idea they were struggling that mightily on the offensive end this year. Uh, I know they've had a difficult schedule, and I'm sure they've had some injuries and some other problems. But um, you know, my, my memory of Duke this year is that win over Virginia Tech. And Luke Tukoc and I always joke about watching the NFL films version of the season. And, you know, the old, well, they, they, when they win the opener, it's, you know, you glorify the win and then you just kind of go, you know, yada, 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 the final 11 games and say they'll be back next year with optimism and confidence and, um so, to me, the NFL Films version of Duke's season just kind of stopped at <laughs> Virginia in Blacksburg with the fake punt and, and kind of sticking it to Fuente.
0: Yeah, man. Like, it's just, I don't know. He's going to have to make some tough decisions next year, I think, or in the offseason, Cutcliffe is, because whatever they're doing offensively is not working, um, just to say the least. And, like, we're they're doing stuff that has not been done since before Cut got there in a bad way, like in terms of taking 30-point losses and things like that. It's just it's not good. It's not good at all. And I mean, you know, you want to think that Duke has like some last gasp because if they get one more win, they'll make a bowl because they'll get that exemption with are like second, I think in APR. So they'll get that exemption if they can win one more game, but I just don't see where that win is. Well, I
1: think Wake is so banged up at this point. And I'm also a big believer when a team really puts it on you the way Wake did last year to Duke, it, that gets your attention. That kind of, That's one of those that, you know, you, you kind of go back and say, yeah, we kind of owe them one a little bit here. Um, and I think I actually went into this season thinking Duke was going to win that game for this, for that reason. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously the the circumstances have changed, but I also think wakes, wakes in a little bit of trouble too. with with What just they have available to them. I mean, I I don't know. I, I, I have respect for both of these coaches, ultimate respect for both of these coaches. Um, So there's no advantage there. So it's almost like, well, what can you, who's going to make more plays? And you probably need to side with Jamie Newman on that. But I don't know. And this, this one feels like uh, Duke's last gasp to me. I'd be surprised. This is a kitchen sink
0: game. I feel like, yeah. Like Cuddy needs to, I don't know if Cuddy needs to step in and, and call more plays or if he's already doing that and we just don't know it. I mean, who knows? But at this point he needs to, he needs to empty the bag of tricks i think (laughs) maybe run some more of that option that was working pretty well earlier in the year with quentin harris
1: and this is a mac brown cup game too for clausen oh
0: yes so if they win it do they get it
1: app state's trying to trying to horn in on the action i guess if i had a carolina's plural version um the jerry richardson you know version it would definitely be app state but i I just don't think they've played enough games. Like, Did
0: they win it they won it last year too as well, right? So
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they <laughs> you know, he's on one of those uh grobe like rolls against in state.
0: There you go. Yeah. I mean Carolina's first win in forever against an in state team was uh that snail biter against Duke. And in hindsight, that maybe should have given me a little bit more concern for Carolina's off or defense because like we've seen Duke's offense since and it has been real bad. Um and they were able to put putting up 20 on them and probably should have been more was maybe a little bit of cause for concern for Carolina's defense. Um, but yeah, uh, if they've got one more kitchen sink game left in them, because I feel like Carolina was a little bit of that for them too, then then this will be the one for sure. And Cuddy, Cuddy's been in a bad, bad mood and maybe, maybe he'll be happier on Saturday night, but it's kind of tough to see. So
1: and now I remember why I picked Duke to win this game. Clawson hasn't won a game after losing to wait um, Clemson since he's been, at, he's, he's 0 and 6 or 0 and 5.
0: Whatever. See, it, I was going to mention that too. And like, I, I talked about w- with Grace Rayner last week from the athletic who covers Clemson about like sort of the different approaches people take against Clemson where some, some people will empty the kitchen sink like North Carolina did some teams maybe that are a little banged up. will you know pull back at least a little bit because they're not going to trot guys out there that are a little banged up knowing they're going to lose that game or, or maybe they'll pull guys earlier than they would have. But um, I do think Claussen wanted to use that game a little bit as a measuring stick for where his program was at, and uh, you know, if if you frame it that way with your guys, like that's just kind of tough to bounce right back the next week and be like, "Cool, we're exactly where we need to be." It's it maybe is a little yeah, bit of I a tougher think sell.
1: It would have been nice to have seen Lake Forest at full strength, um, not only against Clemson but against Virginia Tech, and you know, now they're in a situation where for sure. You know, can they beat Duke? Can they? They should be able to beat Syracuse, but, you know, eight and four is still a really good year, but you just have to wonder if it shouldn't have been 10 and two and probably would have been 10 and two if they had remained healthy.
0: Yeah. And maybe they get that Louisville game back as well, you know, because that was a close one. So, and um, they were healthy yeah. for that game.
1: Yeah. That, but I was factoring in one hiccup for them in that 10 and two record. So,
0: yeah, that's true. Well, maybe. But like you said, in in
1: triangle and, and big four standards, eight and four is a, a, not a bad year. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good year.
0: Yeah, and they've. They, I was going to say of the teams that have you know they they're definitely up there in terms of entertaining to watch as well with the with the offense they run and it's they're 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 an entertaining watch at least. So they've got that going for them. Whereas Duke and State have been a little bit um, tougher on the eyes than Carolina and Wake. <laughs> a little bit
1: that was a nice way of putting yeah
0: well I'm <laughs> trying um and so yeah now we go backwards a little bit uh this is the last game we'll get to Miami at the fighting Butch Davises because sure play that on the road although I guess it's not as much a road game since it's also in Miami um you know, although Miami isn't technically really in Miami either so <laughs> Miami going to play um their old flame Butch Davis um FIU five and five. I thought they'd be a little better this year. They haven't looked very good, um, but I I mean, look, Miami's more talented than them. Even if Butch has, you know, some Florida guys that probably wish Miami had offered them and whatever, but they just got blown out by Lane Kiffin and company. Um, I don't know, man. And they got, Ooh, they took a 50 to 17 loss at Middleton. <laughs> okay. That's real bad. Butch, what are you doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> I think they've, Fiu is oh,
1: taking a step back this year. I think they probably thought they were going to be better, um, and that's hard, you know. And, and it's hard, but this will be the game that obviously has their attention. This is a game they'll be interested in playing. I suspect they'll play their best game of the year against them. What that gets them, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Miami is absolutely the second best team in the ACC. They're the second most talented team in the ACC.
0: Oh, but, interesting. I wasn't sure how you felt about them. Yeah, so, yeah, but they're I not ask.
1: the second-best coach team in the ACC. Um, that Carolina loss was directly a result of, of coaching failure, a coaching malpractice. Um, the Virginia Tech game was probably one they <laughs> – I mean, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, fine. You, you give, i give you one mulligan, but maybe even two. But Carolina, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, like that's just – that's yeah, you, bad.
0: Yeah, they should and, have won at least two of those for sure. Yeah.
1: And it's their offensive line is not very good. That being said, they should win out. They should beat FIU. They should beat Duke. And I actually think they'll be the default choice for the Orange Bowl. Really? Um, um, yeah, unless Virginia Tech gets ranked, which I was could surprised
0: happen. that they didn't get ranked this week, honestly. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah.
1: I was too. Um, and maybe they, yeah. You know, if they went out, you figure they'll be 24, 25 and they'll, and will they stay there though, after losing to Clemson is the question. Um, I, I, just a part of me thinks they'll take, they'll somehow work it out that Minnesota will be the team. They'll be ecstatic. The orange bowl will be ecstatic to get Minnesota, sell all the tickets oh my to God. The Minnesota fans. And then just what's the easiest possible thing to do then just put Miami um. in there at eight and four at that point. Um, did they deserve it? Probably not, but you know, they would. Oh, Virginia and, but Tech fans would lose how their the minds. bowl business works. Um, obviously if Minnesota is the opponent in the Orange Bowl, then the ACC would then have a spot in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando and that, that's a great bowl too. So I, I think you're kind of, it's a New Year's Day bowl. I mean, look, eat, that's a potato, potato at that point. So, the ACC's got a lot of good choices and not a lot of good teams this year. It's one of those years. Yeah, no,
0: that's definitely true. And yeah, I mean, I guess Virginia Tech could sneak into the rankings if they beat Pitt because the thing is Miami doesn't have anybody really left on the schedule to um, impress people enough to sneak in there, I wouldn't think, if they're not in there already. And then,
1: but that's how it will work is it'll become the, the league's choice and the Orange Bowl's choice if there's not a second team ranked. Oh. So, Yeah.
0: I see what you're saying. Okay, so even if Virginia Tech sneaks in there after like beating Pitt and Virginia to end right. the year and then maybe they lose to right. Clemson and and drop. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch for sure cuz I could see them still, you know, sort of hanging on, but to me it's like if the, if the if the college football playoff people weren't weren't watching the way Virginia Tech's been playing lately and saying like, wow, you know, I know that they lost these earlier games, but like we got to look at what they're doing now since they changed quarterbacks, then they're probably not paying that close of attention to Virginia Tech, which is whatever. I mean, you know, can't really blame them, I guess, but.
1: <laughs> well, they're, they would be nine and three. So I think you're right. I think they would end up being in that ranking going into the ACC championship game. It's just a matter of if,
0: yeah, they, really, if, if, they, you know, if they
1: really get yeah. insulted by Clemson are they really going to stay in there and that's where
0: if they yeah if they don't get in there if they beat Pitt and don't don't sneak in there then yeah I I think that you'll probably be right and that they'll fall out for sure um and then it would be Miami um all right well I'm gonna let you go because I know you're at your hotel in Atlanta and um I really appreciate you doing this because I know that you follow the rest of the league relatively closely and um It's always good to get your perspective on things so all right uh have fun tonight in the atl
1: thank you lauren thanks for having me
0: hanging out with shirtless alex here what happened to your shirt did you throw it um it's okay you don't have to get it i just wanted to know what happened to it you want to pick some games yeah nc state or georgia tech a Tech. I want to hug Georgia Tech. Wow, they won't need a hug if they win that game. Liberty or Virginia. love Oh, <laughs> I want you, to, to hug love You're gonna need to hug Caroline if that happens. Boston College or Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, that makes sense. Mercer. Or... I want to hug Notre Dame. Mercer or UNC. I want to hug Notre Dame. Okay, you can hug Notre Dame. Mercer or UNC? UNC. I want to hug UNC. That'll make Daddy happy. Pitt or Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I want to hug Virginia Tech. Why do you want to hug everybody? Just because you're nice? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Syracuse or Louisville? I want to hug Louisville. Yeah, they could use one. They're very nice this year. Miami or FIU? FIU. I (laughs) I got two. Is that because you like Butch Davis? Daddy likes Butch Davis. I know Daddy likes Butch Davis. Duke or Wake? Last one. Wake. Wake. I want to hug Wake. Duke really needs the hug, but that's nice. Okay, buddy, you want to say bye? Bye. Say bye. Bye bye